Hello, I'm Matthew, and this is Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to helping students prepare for exams, as well as wine enthusiasts who just want to learn about the world of wine. I'm recording from wet California. It's been raining all weekend, so apologies if you can hear rain in the background, but it's very exciting that it's been raining so much in California, much needed. And in this episode, we're going to look at Southern Italy and the black grape varieties of Southern Italy. This is historically quite a poor region, a large region as well, and quite different from central Italy, where wine production is integral to the um, culture and history of those regions, such as in Tuscany, and also from northern Italy, where there's lots of wine production as well, but much more industrial. And indeed, over the 20th century, there was a lot of migration from southern Italy to northern Italy, particularly Turin or Torino, because there was more money to be made there. And so there is a disconnection between northern Italy and southern Italy in terms of the northern Italy looks down at southern Italy as being much poorer and more rural and a bit more um, antiquated, as it were. And this has held back the development of wines in southern Italy, even though some of the grape varieties planted here are extremely historic and the wines made there likewise. Thankfully, over the last 20 years, there has been much more investment in southern Italy in its regions and more interest in its grape varieties and the history of those wines. And so the wines have got better and have received more acclaim, and rightly so. So in a recent episode, I talked about the white grape varieties of Italy, which included Greco di Tufo and Fiano di Avellino, two appellations or DOCs in Campania in southern Italy, not far from Napoli, which come from volcanic soils, which also have an influence from the Tyrrhenian Sea. And those are two historic grape varieties which probably go back to Roman times and which really express the history of the wines of southern Italy, and these are getting more attention. What we're going to look at in this episode is the black grape varieties of southern Italy, which show there is a lot of diversity and history to these wines, which are, as I mentioned, rightly receiving the attention they deserve. And we have to start with Aglianico, which is a black grape variety, which is grown in the regions of Tarazzi in Campania, and Veltori in Basilicata. Aglianico del Vettore is the um, appellation that of the DOC. And this has a complicated history. As with many grape varieties in southern Italy, there is speculation that it originated from Greece. And ancient Italy has always had has always taken pride in its connection with Greece and really been influenced by Greece. But there is no um, actual evidence that Aglianico is from Greece originally. It is a southern Italian grape variety, and it produces some of the finest red wine and some of the most age-worthy red wines um, in Italy, across the country. It is similar to Nebbiolo, but much deeper in colour, from a warmer climate, with high tannins, high acid, and that grainy, dusty character that we might associate with Italian red wine. It's a late-ripening grape variety. It is grown on volcanic soils, both in Tarazzi and in the Zalicata. And these volcanic soils are usually at relatively high altitude too, so several hundred metres in height. 
so up to 760 meters in elevation. And so we have a combination of cooling influence from the Adriatic, volcanic soils making the vines dig deep to find water, and the high elevation also cooling the conditions down. And it's a late ripening grape variety, so it's a long growing season and it needs that long growing season. There are 10,000 hectares planted, so it's quite an important grape variety. There is also a broader appellation in the Silicata, which is called Epinia, which produces good wines, which are designed to be drunk a little bit earlier. Whereas in Tarazi and Campania and Devotori and Basilicata, the wines are designed to be aged for many, many years. And these wines, because of the tannic structure, the high acid, the red fruit profile, which, like Nebbiolo, can um, go, go into dried fruits quite early, these wines can age for many, many years. There's also another appellation or DOC called Molise, which is on the coast. Although these wines are um, less likely to be found, to be found, Terrazzi and Aglianico del Voltore are the DOCs which are most likely to be found internationally. But Melise is another interesting area to investigate. So volcanic soils, high acid, late ripening, high elevation, long growing season for really intense concentrated tannic wines which are going to age for many, many years. Also in Campania is Pieri Rosso, which is often blended with Aglianico, um, planted in Vesuvio, which is the volcano which erupted and destroyed Pompeii. So volcanic soils again. This is more like Gamay, or has been described more like Gamay. It's very rare to find this in a varietal wine, but it's sometimes blended with Aglianico, and it brings perfume and freshness to the wines. In contrast with Aglianico, which has 10,000 hectares of plantings, Pieraroso only has 1,000 hectares of plantings. So a less important grape, but still used in blending, has the advantage of bringing that uh, freshness to the wine. So Campania is on the western coast of Italy, around the city of Napoli, with those volcanic soils. Moving um, eastwards to Puglia, which is the heel of Italy's boot, where it's very dry and hot, and Puglia means um, no rain in, um, in Latin which gives a pretty key indication of the climate of Puglia. And this is a region which has historically been quite poor and been neglected and uh, looked down upon for the quality of its wines, even though the wines were often used for colour, body and alcohol for blends in northern Italy, for example in Valpolicella. And so although there's some prejudice towards Puglia, those wines have often been uh, taken advantage of. Now there's more investment in Puglia, more interest in Puglia, and more appreciation of Puglia. Partly this has come from Primitivo. So back in the mid-1990s, Primitivo was identified as being genetically very close to Zinfandel, which is, a, which is an important grape variety in California, of course. That caused a lot of consternation with California winemakers who were very disappointed to find that Zinfandel was 
related to Primitivo, which is not a high, which wasn't a highly regarded grape variety within Puglia, and Puglia wasn't a highly regarded wine region either. So it felt quite damning that Zinfandel was almost the same as Primitivo. However, from a Puglian perspective, this really raised interest in Puglian wine and in Primitivo itself. So generally, it was used as a blending grape for alcohol and body and um, ripe, fruity aromas, just as you imagine from Zinfandel. But it was rarely made in its own right as a single varietal bottling. But it has been much more planted now and has become the best known wine in Puglia because of its international recognition. I don't think it makes the most interesting wines from this region, but it certainly makes the most recognisable wines from a, a labelling perspective. Its name, Primitivo, means early ripening, and so the qualities of Primitivo are a little bit different from Zinfandel because it ripens earlier. So you get lots of uh, ripe red fruit aromas from Primitivo, uh, lots of sugar in the grapes and alcohol in the wines. But because the grapes ripen quite early, in comparison to the best Zinfandel in California, there's a lack of concentration and complexity to the wines, which is why it's best as a blending grape rather than a single varietal wine. There is a DOC uh, dedicated to Primitivo, which is Mandoria. Also, uh, Giard de Calais, which is maybe something that wouldn't be found too much outside of the region. And also there's the Salento IGT which is a broader designation where grapes can come from different vineyards and sub-regions, which can produce um, good quality, good value wines. Primitivo in Puglia can also produce Licoroso wines at around about 17% alcohol. So really sweet, rich, um, high alcohol styles of wine. Again, unlikely to be found um, outside of the region or outside of Italy, but it gives an indication of the high alcohol that can be produced from Primitivo, just like Zinfandel in California. Much more important in Puglia is Negro Amaro, which means bitter black. And the most important um, DOC here is uh, Salice Salentino, and there are 17,000 hectares of plantings. This is a high-yield grape variety, and so most of the plantings are bush vines to limit the yields, close to the ground, um, canopy protecting the grapes from the sun to prevent um, the yields being too high. It produces a deep-coloured wine, but it is also used for rosé too. And there are also some dried grape sweet wines made from Negro Amaro. And some of the areas for Negro Amaro in Puglia include Copetino, Brindisi, Sequenzano. And this is really the most important uh, grape in Puglia. There's sometimes some Primitivo in the blend to add some um, alcohol and weight, and also some Malvasia Nera. In my last episode, I focused on Malvasia and all the different grape varieties produced uh, from that group of grape varieties, and Malvasianara is planted here in Apulia for some herbal elements to add to the blend in small amounts. So a typical Salice Salentino might be 90% Negro Amaro and 10% Malvasianara. Also within Puglia is um, Nero di Troia, also called Uva di Troia. So this again sounds Greek, 
leads to the hints that it might have Greek origin. It doesn't. It's a town uh, within Puglia, and it's a black grape variety from the north of the region. When I visited Puglia, this was the grape variety which really stood out to me as being the outstanding, distinctive variety in the region. It has tannins, although not too high. They're ripe, and but give structure to the wine, and produces wines with floral, herbal, um, spice element. It's often used in blends, but there are single varietal wines made from this grape variety, which I think are absolutely fantastic. But as is the case in many Mediterranean regions, or regions with Mediterranean climates, uh, blends really create balanced wines and consistent wines. And so blending uh, Nero di Troia with Negro Amaro or Primitivo creates a fuller wine, but Nero di Troia as the base is uh, very interesting and then I've also tasted wines which have been blended with Cabernet Sauvignon as well which um, is international but quite interesting and the region that you might find Nara di Troia is Castel de Monte which is in North Puglia. Moving to Calabria which is the toe of Italy's boot whose wines aren't found that often. It's not a prime wine-growing region. But there is one area called Ciro, which is on the east coast of the uh, Tau, where the main grape variety is Gagliopo. These wines are often a blend, but they're very historic, even if they're not that well known. And so the grape variety Gagliopo was first mentioned in 1240, so 800 years ago and produces medium-bodied wines with dusty tannins, which I think is a characteristic of all the wines of southern Italy, with floral aromas. So in comparison to Aglianico, which is really intense and tannic and acidic and long-lived, or in contrast to the wines of Puglia, which are quite fruity and forward, this wine is a little bit more like a Valpolicella at its best floral, structured with depth, but also medium-bodied and quite um, easy drinking with but with that dusty tannic structure. So these wines are quite interesting and should be investigated further by more consumers, I think. And then, although this focus is on the southern Italy, also looking at Sicily, and Nero da Avila, which is um, indigenous to Sicily, Literally means black grape from Avila, which is a town in Sicily. 19,000 hectares planted. It needs warm conditions, which is good for um, Sicily, where it's, that's quite natural. And so the, the vines are trained quite low to really get the, to trap the heat from the soil as well as from the sunlight. And it produces quite fruity, chocolatey, jammy wines of good quality. And that has become the signature grape variety of Sicily. There's also Frappato, which is used for the Cerisuolo de Vittoria and DOC. And it has to be 30 to 50% of that uh, designation. Frappato literally means fruitful. It's often blended with Nero Davola. I've had single varietal wines from Frappato. And I have to confess I find them not that exciting, although there are biodynamic producers like Coz, 
in Sicily, who get a lot of acclaim, but I find them a bit lightweight, and that's my opinion. And that's why I think it's best blended with a really fruity grape variety like Nero Davila, which beefs up the blend rather than just making a single varietal. But that's um, just my opinion. Also in Sicily, there's Nerello Mascalese, which is the great variety of Etna, sometimes blended with Nerello Cappuccio, which is a little bit softer. And these are um, going to be planted at high elevation on the volcanic soils of Mount Etna. So a volcano, literally a volcano. 4,000 hectares of plantings of this great variety, and it's late ripening, and it produces wines which are slightly more tannic versions of Pinot Noir. And these wines are quite fashionable because of the floral red fruit aromas, the firm tannins, the high acidity, the medium alcohol, very different from what you would expect from Sicily or from southern Italy, the exact opposite of Primitivo, for example. So those are some of the black grape varieties of southern Italy, a region which is rightly regaining attention. It's not a rich region, but it is receiving more investment. It's dry, it's warm, it produces full-bodied, higher-alcohol red wines from all these different grape varieties. There's a lot of diversity within Campania, Puglia, and Calabria. So these wines are well worth exploring. So thank you for listening. I'm Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.